Hello and welcome to this episode of a Clean Bill of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Galen Nuttall, and as always, this is the spot where I interview people who are up to amazing things, supporting and enhancing the lives of physicians, especially Canadian physicians. Now, I have a quick question before we hop on over to the episode. Have you ever wanted to work with a financial planner, pay them for their advice or a plan, but not have to buy a product from them? I got good news for you. I do that. It's called fee-based planning, where you pay for a plan that answers your top questions like, should I pay off debt or invest? Am I making the most of my corporation? How should I invest inside of my corporation? What do I need to do to be on track for retirement? And much, much more. If you want to know more and are wondering if you're a good fit for fee-based planning, head on over to galenhelpsdocs.com. That's G-A-L-E-N helpsdocs.com. Read up more about it and book a free call where you and I will talk and see if you're a good fit for fee-based planning. And now on with the show. All right, welcome everyone to this episode of A Clean Bill of Wealth. I'm your host, Galen Nuttall. And today I'm joined with Dr. Kevin Milo from Physician Empowerment. And uh, Kevin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself to kick off the episode? Hey, Galen, I'm uh, I'm really happy to be here. Um, You know, I think you've got a very unique um, and amazing podcast. Um, And so it's, like I said, it's, you know, we talked about this before, but it's an honor to it's an honor to be invited here. Um, so yeah, my name is uh, Kevin Milo. I'm a full time emergency physician um, uh, based in the Edmonton area, and I've been in practice uh, shy of ten years. Uh, and um, you know, uh, I am the founder of Physician Empowerment, and it um, for those of you that haven't heard about it. Um, we're a national organization uh, built to serve the needs of Canadian physicians. And what I'm really referring to specifically is um, built to help physicians um, develop across their personal lives, professional lives, and financial lives. And really where our, the heart of our efforts and the heart of our um, mandate is, however, is financial education for doctors, providing real resources and real strategies um, to help us maximize um, our, our financial positions. And the reason why that is a cornerstone, uh, Galen, is mm-hmm. that um, by becoming financially secure and knowing that we are financially secure in the future, it allows us to reduce our work hours and to focus on our practices and focus on our personal well-being. Um, so this is that this is the foundation of true um, personal well-being as a physician and true um practice optimization is is being able to to be in the healthiest financial place possible. So so this is really what physician empowerment is about. Um, We've been at it for years. We're in our sixth year now of running and um, we've held national conferences for for a number of years. Um, We've got events um, that are CME accredited, main pro Pro plus uh, accredited events as well. We most recently were in Mexico. So we, we, we do a lot in this um, educational space and it has been so, so exciting over the years, Galen, um, to meet, Mm -hmm. you know, physicians literally coast to coast and have incredible conversations with them. And probably the thing that I I love the most about this job is I feel like I'm not really teaching. I feel like I myself am learning and growing. Um, There isn't a, a week that goes by that I don't interact with one of our physician clients or hear somebody, you know, um, you know, connect with me on social media and, and learn something, right. That I can take back, um, for myself. Yeah. So I, that's, that's a lot there with physician empowerment. Um, but yeah, we're, we're an educational 
um, organization built to really improve the practice and financial lives of Canadian physicians and do it in a, in a profoundly transformational way, um, making things better. Yeah. And I mean, certainly, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for being on. I mean, I'm honored to have you for sure. I know we've um, had a few conversations leading up to this and we just kind of connected somewhat serendipitously online a while back and here we are. Um, yeah. I love what you have to say about that. I mean, certainly the core, you know, um, you know, if, if a physician has financial uh, peace of mind and they know that they're going to be okay on that side, or they at least know what it takes to get where they want to be financially, then they don't, yeah, a lot of times, they don't have to work as many hours as they thought. Like they, you know, I mean, certainly I meet a lot of physicians who are doing a lot of things, but they're not sure if it's going to get them where they want to go. And so while they're taking action towards what they think is what, where they want to be until they're hundred percent sure it's it, it, until they have that peace of mind, it, it still is like this nagging thing in the back of the mind, I feel. And, um, and you mentioned that you support more than just the financial side of things. So I'd love to hear a bit about if you can pull back the curtain a bit about, you know, a physician, you know, goes to one of your events or, or, or goes to one of your webinars and then ends up saying, you know what, hey, I'd love to I'd love to work more with you or like join a program. Like, I'd love to hear more about like, what does that really look like? Like what kind of physician comes and benefits from the work that you do with uh, physician empowerment? Yeah, that's that's been another interesting thing. Uh, we have interacted with hundreds of Canadian physicians and um, we, we it, it's really remarkable who we connect with. And that is a very widespread of Canadian physicians. So we have physicians that are in their first five years of practice, um, which I can certainly relate to. I mean, my first five years are not that far away. And, you know, maybe a little bit of a backstory about where I got started with all of this um, is that my wife and I met before medical school and um, she is the far smarter Dr. Milo. Um, She is a pediatric neurologist who is internationally known for her work and her research. Um, Very, very successful. And we um, have been very supportive of one another's careers over the years. Um, And, but, you know, we actually have a fairly large family. We started having babies in medical school. We had twins in second year medical school, um, and then a third one in residency and a fourth shortly after uh, my wife graduated her residency program and entered practice. And throughout that time, um, we kept building up debts. I mean, Mm. There was one year we paid the nanny more than I earned in residency um, because we were working such long hours and she was hitting, you know, overtime by Wednesday afternoon. So for us, there was $300,000 in student loans. um, And then there was all of these questions that I was beginning to worry about as I was coming to the end of my, my training, I was seeing the debt piling up. I had questions about, you know, um, buying, you know, disability and life insurance, you know, if something were to happen to me, you know, how, what would, what would happen with Jeanette and the kids? I had questions about incorporation. I had questions about tax planning, billing, um, you know, how to invest, where to invest, where, where should those funds be placed, what vehicles to use. So all of this, all of this, you know, was hitting me and especially hitting me in, in my residency years as, as mm-hmm. you know, that notion of practice started to become very real. Um, and, and coming to the slow realization that the hard work financially was just about to start that although you know, the income greatly improved that there were a whole bunch of things that needed to be done in order for us to become financially secure and be able to step back and breathe a little bit, you know? And so this, this was sort of the basis for me is, is that I, I began to develop a, a kind of a program in my head. And in my early years of practice, I began mentoring, you know, a couple of young physicians 
that were new in practice, newer in practice than me, let's say, you know, the blind leading the blind. But um, over time, I developed actually a, a, a very comprehensive program. Um, and I shouldn't say me, it, it really is our team of physicians um, who have come together and, and built something um, just amazing. Um, for those that have come to our um, uh, our national conferences, um, you'll know that we go 360 degrees um, when it comes to looking at physician finance as it relates to wellness, as it relates to practice optimization, um, tax planning and investing. So that was really, really my journey. And, and so we have a lot of folks to come back to your question again, and we have a lot of folks that are early in practice and facing exactly these kinds of questions and stepping into a lot more uncertainty mm -hmm. um, in terms of billing, taxation, rising cost of um, living, you know, in so many expensive cities across Canada now, and then also struggling with rising overhead that matches that rising cost of living. So yeah. doctors more than ever facing pressures and it's young doctors, I think that face the most uncertainty, right? Because they just haven't had those years to earn and accrue wealth. Um, so, so we do a lot in, in the first five years of practice, but we, we actually typically um, see people throughout um, their years of practice. And, you know, even folks who have been out earning working hard are not necessarily any further ahead in terms of, of knowledge or practice management, yeah. financial knowledge or practice management. And to be honest, I celebrate that because what that really speaks to Galen is the fact that so many of us in the profession are dedicated to our patients, dedicated to serving society. And we did not go into it for the money um, or to earn or to support a certain lifestyle that we actually went into it to support our patients and, and to serve. So that's something I'm very, very proud of you know, um, when that, when that yeah. question comes up, well, you know, physicians are very, you know, educated in money, I'd say, well, it actually speaks to our dedication um, to our craft and our profession. But I think it is important that we educate. And the reason why it's important that we educate is that our financial health has a direct impact on our practice performance, that those of us who are able to reduce our work hours, because we're not under pressure to bill and to pay overhead, um, are able to focus on better medicine. And that's really one of the key goals of physician empowerment. And, and not just to do better in medicine, but to be happier in it, mm -hmm. right? Like we, we know the job is stressful. No matter what specialty you're in, you deal in patients' lives and the job is stressful. There's no getting around it. It's part of why it's exciting. It's part of why it's meaningful, but the job is fundamentally stressful. And so this is where it's important that we have the financial cushion to sort of step back and say, you know, I recognize it's stressful. I recognize I've been in practice for 20 years and maybe it's time that I slow down or focus on what is most meaningful in my practice. The other, the other strong thing is, or, you know, powerful um, outcome from this uh, approach is that more of us can get involved in leadership and administrative positions to make meaningful change in the mm -hmm. profession. So again, to come back to it, it's that financial education and the financial security that comes out of that education that really allows us as physicians to practice better and more importantly, feel better uh, about our practices and about even in our personal lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, those challenges, you know, you're speaking about the doctors facing uh, very common, obviously. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I, I put out a survey a while back um, and about a hundred uh, Canadian physicians answered it. And I asked questions about how confident they were that they were doing the right thing financially either with their corporation or without their corporate. Like I asked, um, you know, how confident are you that you're doing the right thing with your money? Over 50% said they weren't confident. 
And when I asked about the corporation, like, do you feel like you're using it efficiently? Over 80% said they weren't sure. And uh, so I, I mentioned that and I mentioned it every time I do a webinar, <laughs> like every time, because I'm like, if you're in that boat, you are not alone. Like, because a lot of times I talk to people and they're like, oh, I feel like the loudest voices, you know, I feel like everyone's got it figured out but me. And it's like, not at all. Like maybe some of the people who, who um, you know, in different arenas online are speaking the most, maybe they've got it figured out for themselves, but there's a silent majority that hasn't got it figured out. And uh, the other thing that I really love that you touched on, I mean, you've definitely gone down that journey of very high debt, paying the nanny more than like what you were making, knowing that at some point the tide was going to turn. I imagine you kind of saw that someday it would all make sense. And when I work with residents who are still in that mode of it's not making sense yet financially, like, why do I have $300,000 of debt and I'm only making 60 grand a year? Like this, it doesn't make sense from a number standpoint, but then I'm always telling them it's not always going to be like this. Like it is going to shift. And, and it's really, I find it very fascinating because I have a client who um, has been my client for a very long time since early on in residency. Uh, she's a specialist. So she had a lot of years in that residency and it's been really fun to see her say, Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Like, <laughs> it's not always going to be like that. Like now I'm actually making some money. I can pay off this debt. Um, so yeah, so I really love what, that you've got that personal experience in kind of like having gone through that and then being able to turn around and really support other physicians uh, in the same well, way. Exactly. And I would completely agree with, with your survey data. Um, and, you know, we, like I said, we've interacted with hundreds of physicians across the country, um, you know, in our various um, outlets and, it, it, and again, it's not just the early years of practice that, mm -hmm. in fact, we remain busy throughout our careers. And it's not unusual for me to interact with physicians that are in their, you know, final 10 years of practice, final five years of practice, who are still unaware of some of the many options out there to maximize their corporations, to maximize tax planning, insurance, all of these sorts of things. So we look at all of that. And that's what's so, I mean, this is, this is, you know, sort of the central pitch that we have is that like, whatever you're spending on us in physician empowerment pays many times more in terms of ways to um, improve your tax situation, ways to improve your practice management and reduce your overhead or improve your billings or ways to improve uh, the way you invest and making sure you're doing it tax efficiently as an incorporated professional. So, so that's really the central value that we have. And we we're very confident about that. Mm -hmm. Like the people that come through our program, you know, nobody ever says, oh, I didn't learn anything. They say, wow. And in fact, I'm shocked who comes through our program and who is in, has been in practice for years and goes, wow, I never knew that. And um, that's sort of the other thing that we, we do. Um, you asked, you know, you know, where we're at and, and, and how we deliver, um, to Canadian physicians. So one of the ways that we deliver is we actually have accredited CME events. Um, so we are main pro plus certified. Um, most recently this past December and January, we were in beautiful Cancun, Mexico, um, doing um, uh, a conference on wellness and practice management, um, which was very powerful because again, wellness is a part of this, your personal well-being, your sense of self, your inner awareness, these things are key, right? Um, that it is not just about financial education, it is not just about doing good clinical work, but understanding how you're feeling and how you how you can really be the best version of yourself. And not to be more productive, not to be more efficient, not to get more done in a day, but to actually be happier. Because this is the challenge I put out to Canadian physicians, especially those of us that are established in practice, is if you're not happy now, mm -hmm. when are you going to be happy? 
Yeah. And I would just encourage you to reflect on that. Um, I try to reflect on that myself. Is really, if not now, when? Mm-hmm. And and so so that should be a central goal for all of us. Is is to be simply happier, happier in our work, happy in our personal lives, happier with where our finances are at. So it's exciting um, to to be CME certified like that, and and to get into some of those deeper topics. And my my partner, Dr. Wing Lim, is a brilliant um, family physician, and really what I describe him as uh, a real practice builder, um, mm-hmm. because he went from being in solo practice decades ago to having one of the largest independent. Um, medical practices in, um, in the country. He's got a lot of physicians, um, and, and a multidisciplinary center that he's, uh, built, um, and, and really to, to listen to wing talk. And he was the other half of our most recent conference in Mexico, um, to just listen to wing talk about ways to think about your practice, how to transform it, how to make it better and not just better for patients, but better for you, better for your staff is so powerful. And so wing calls it C B E continuous business education that most of us, and this comes back to our residency years. Most of us go through and learn excellent medicine. Like the training, you know, in medical schools and residency programs is unbelievable. It is excellent. And we come out very, very um, highly skilled, but what we get almost no training and experience in is practice management, right? How to run a clinic, how to manage overhead, Mm-hmm. all of these things, how to manage staff. And so this is where wing emphasize and we, and I do as well, even though I'm an emergency physician, obviously I don't deal with uh, most of these issues is the notion of continuous business education. And that this leads to better medicine and makes you happier in your personal life. When you're not stressed about an inefficient practice, when you're getting the work done and you're getting out on time, those kinds of things. So again, that's one way that we, we provide service to Canadian physicians. Um, the other big one that we're very excited about is our national conference coming yeah. up this June 3rd to 5th um, in beautiful downtown Toronto. It will also be live streamed for anybody that wants to join via Zoom. And I'm ex- excited and honored in a way that I have never been before because we have an incredible list of speakers um, coming to join us. And these mm-hmm. are truly Canadian. Canada's leading minds when it comes to uh, physician finance. And I'll just let me name drop a little bit here. Go for it. It's remarkable. But we've got Dr. Mamta Gautam of PKMD, Dr. Paul Healy of Physician Financial Independence, Dr. Dmitry Ranev, the founder of the Primary Medicine Podcast, um, and Dr. Mark Soth um, of the Looney Doctor, Dr. Vuket Tran, who is. Um, got his own amazing podcast called How's My Financial Health Doc? And then lastly, Dr. Mike Warner, the founder and operator of Advisory MD. So this conference in June is going to be a really big, really great event. Um, Not only to hear different perspectives, but to really bring us together as a community, right? Because this is something that physicians in Canada struggle to talk about, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're busy, we work long hours, we have a sense of service. Um, so it, it's uncomfortable sometimes to talk about money. But like I said, as I've emphasized continuously throughout this, is that it's important because financial, um, having a certain financial foundation that is strong allows us to flourish in our practices. 
Um, so again, I'm very excited and honored to have all of these incredible speakers joining us this June. Um, and as I said, there'll be a live stream option for anyone that can't attend and recordings for everybody if you can't make the date um, because June is a busy time for everybody. Yeah. So that's another way that we interact um, with Canadian physicians. We also get requests um, and um, we'll go out and meet groups and build customized programming. You know, big ones being on, you know, wellness and practice management, right? Um, because big groups, I mean, you know, form up um, or even small practice um, groups form up. And, and you know, there's always these questions about where do we go? What directions do we go in? How do we build this practice? How do we make it more efficient? How do we ensure that everybody is, you know, winning? Because that really should be the formula is where everybody wins. And there are ways to get to that point, right? That it's not a zero sum game when it comes to staff, patients, and um, physicians. That in fact, when the practice is built right, everybody um, flourishes. So that's another way we, we interact is, like I said, small customized events for groups of doctors who are looking for, for a deep dive on something. And we'll do finance, we'll do practice management, we'll do wellness, we'll do leadership discussions. Mm -hmm. And then the other, the other big way that we, we serve Canadian physicians is in a small group format where a group of Canadian physicians will meet with us monthly um, to go over a given topic on personal or financial development or practice development. We go through these programs um, over the course of, you know, um, roughly 10 months, uh, typically. And this involves not only sort of a group exploration of the relevant topic that month, but then just a one-on-one -on -one check in to see how the individual physician is doing. And that has been very deeply rewarding for our clients, but also for myself personally, um, and for, for wing as well. It's just this opportunity to get to know our fellow physicians and frankly, um, learn from them. We have so much um, collective knowledge and wisdom in these spheres of practice management, mm -hmm. uh, finances, and personal well-being. So, um, you know, it's it's just wonderful to get together and make those things a priority, mm -hmm. right? When we're always we always tend to be talking uh, a lot of shop. So yeah. that's yeah. So that's really where we're where we're at, Galen. It's exciting. It's busy, but I I just I just love it. It is <laughs> it is truly amazing work. Yeah. No. And I mean, really uh, hearing like a, that conference sounds amazing, recognize a lot of the names. Uh, and I've seen the, uh, the social media out there with like all the headshots. So definitely shaping up to be an amazing conference. And what you said about, um, you know, a doctor, you know, it is a bit of a taboo subject, the money subject. And just like you said, like a lot of doctors, you know, it, it does speak to the physician community that not a lot of them are great business, uh, you know, aren't very business minded because they're more service oriented. And what you said kind of reframes that around like the more at peace a doctor is around his money, the less stress is going to come through in the work that they do with patients. And uh, so certainly that's a big, uh, a big thing. And, um, you know, I, I have a, a, a physician friend of mine who he was finishing residency and he was basically begging his colleagues to share with him information around money. He's like, how much am I really going to make? How much is overhead really going to be? Like, how big of a first house should I, can I afford? Like, he was really like craving that. And he did find a few people that were willing to share. I, I had exactly the same questions and struggled to get answers. Yeah. Like he had to yeah, fight to get those answers. Yeah. Yeah. And like he was signing contracts and like going through all sorts of steps. And he was just like, I don't know what's happening here. Right. And so really um, that's amazing. Cause it sounds like you can provide a lot of insight into that. And then um, yeah, getting, taking that time out during um, either the conference or uh, during, um, you know, working with you directly in those monthly calls. Like I can really see that as a valuable, like I'm actually taking the time out to do this because I don't know how many times 
I've had someone book a call with me and they're calling me from the highway and like the connection is spotty. And I'm like, sometimes I stop the call and I'm like, how important is this conversation around money to you? You know, because I'm getting the sense that, you know, you've booked, I get it, you're busy, but you've booked it at a time when the cell reception is choppy. We're not able to really sit down and dive into things. So it's like, I'm always looking at that. Like, can't, you know, so I think it's great that you're having that time, that set aside time to really focus on this because I feel like it really does take a back burner for a lot of uh, physicians or it's like, oh, it's something I'll figure out in my free time or it's, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out who I should work with in my free time. And it, I just find that a lot of times, just like you were saying, at all stages of practice. I mean, I, I had someone reach out to me recently that's like a year and change away from retirement. And they're like, Galen, I need some help. And it's, and so it's across the board, like at all stages, yeah. this can, this can be found. Yeah. And, and so that's, it, and it's exciting, right. To, to interact and, and to make positive change like that and to see where people go. Um, like I said, we've been in, we've been operating for over five years now. So it's wonderful to, to maintain those relationships and just that sense of community, mm. and that sense of safety to talk about some of these things. That's where the small group format has been very powerful. That's where the conference has been very powerful because when we get together, like either in a large group um, or in a smaller group, you know, people just start to share, right. Yeah. And feel good about sharing their struggles and their successes and their, their worries about the fu- future. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that sense of community for sure. I mean, you know, I talk, I do talk um, a bit about my dad's experience. And one of the reasons why I'm so interested in interviewing physicians that are um, doing things outside of the scope of their practice and supporting physicians in all areas of life is I asked, so my dad's a physician, he's a now retired nephrologist. Um, and I asked him a bit ago, I was like, what do you think is the biggest value I can bring to my clients' lives? And he's like, find a way to support them in, in more than one area. And, uh, and he had had an experience where he was, you know, successful practice, you know, obviously nephrologist, highly paid specialty. Um, you know, he had the house, he had the car, he had the pool, the truck, everything he wanted. But he also had this moment of, um, he calls it quiet desperation of here I am, I've got everything I thought I wanted. And I'm looking around and saying, is this it? And it was only when he found someone he could share that with that he was able to kind of do something about it, right? Like, cause when all he did was think about it himself, he couldn't really do anything about it. But once he had that safe space to share it and actually like work through it, he actually got something out of it. So this was, this is years ago, this is decades ago. And my dad told me, if you can do this for people, like this is going to make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Without question, without question. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I do want to talk a bit about, um, you know, a topic that we are going to cover soon in a webinar around real estate. Uh, so we are going to dive into that, but is there anything else you want to talk about the work of physician empowerment or anything else on that end before we dive into that? No, honestly, like we're super accessible, right? Mm. Like th- this is, you know, what we love is, is being able to interact with our colleagues. Um, you know, a lot of us actually just become like close friends, yeah. um, you know, more than it's not really that kind of typical, like client, relationship at all it's colleagues and friends is how i feel about um, the vast majority of, of folks that we interact with so if you have questions just reach out to me i'm all over social media um go to the website um my phone number is there just give me a call if you have questions about something and and just you know want some direction or you know uh, you know you want to know about a resource or something you can look up i'm more than happy to help you in any way i can absolutely awesome 
Perfect. Yeah, no, and I can definitely. So it's physician. It's uh, so tell the website here. Also, obviously, link it. We'll repeat it at the end. But we'll put it right here. Also, in case someone's like, all right, I'm going to pause this episode and go right now. <laughs> so what is it? Yeah, you can just go to phizempowerment.ca and it's p h y s empowerment.ca. So so yeah, log in or you know just go go to the website and you can look us up and like I said, reach out to us if you have any questions. Amazing. Awesome. And so we are going to shift gears a bit and talk about, so we do have an upcoming webinar. Uh, it's real estate investing for physicians. And I, you're going to come and speak to this topic. And in part, because I heard an episode you did with uh, Yatin on his podcast, Beyond MD. And I loved the episode because I felt like you had a lot of insight into this topic around real estate investing. And I, it's a hot topic, right? Like I get questions about it. So um, I'd love to hear like, you know, what is, what is, what do you have to say about real estate investing? What are some of the insights you have around that uh, approach to building wealth? Yeah. You know what? I, I love that episode. Cause like everybody asked me about that episode. Um, and it was, it was honestly, it was great. It was so much fun. And Yatin is such an amazing podcaster for oh, those so of you good. that haven't listened to him. Why don't I name drop and pitch him? Cause he, I forgot to mention, he's also at our conference as well. Yeah. Sorry, there were so many names. Um, Yatin Chata is a Toronto based radiologist who has this amazing podcast called beyond MD. Anyhow, he had me on for an episode about, um, about real estate. And I talked about lumbar puncture night. Um, and I'm not going to go repeat my stories, uh, or anything like that at all. Um, but I'm excited to talk at your upcoming webinar, Galen. Um, and the details of that are going to be posted shortly. And I'll obviously be sharing them through, through my social media channels. Um, but we're looking forward to talking about real estate and, you know, a couple of things is like, I remember when I bought my first doors and that's kind of what we, what we call it when we're, we're small scale real estate investors is, you know, we talk about how many doors we have. And I remember buying my first ones and having, you know, basically no clue what I was doing. Um, you know, I, you know, knew that I wanted to invest in real estate, didn't have much of a clue. And I remember signing all the documents and lawyers like, are you sure about this? And I, I think I said, not really, but we're just going to go ahead and do it anyhow. Um, I, I actually, I actually bought those doors before we bought our first personal residence. So oh, we were wow. still, we were still renters, believe it or not. Um, with renters with, I think when we closed on that, we had four kids because I remember our youngest climbing all over the desk, trying to get at the papers, um, while we were, while we were signing, you know, uh, um, the purchase documents. So, you know, anyhow, the, there's this, there's a lot out there for real estate. Um, there are a lot of resources out there is one of the first things that I would, I would tell physicians about. Um, but you have to be mindful of what you're accessing um, because is it relevant for the Canadian market? Is it relevant for your local market? But here's the big one. Is it relevant for you in your practice life? And that's, I mean, physician empowerment, we teach real estate, we've got real estate programs, and we do one on one tutorials, I've got one coming up next month. Um, you know, a one on one um, discussion about how to how to structure real estate. Um, you know, because in the end, you have to you have to buy real estate in a way that is going to work with your personal life and your practice life. And this is very different for physicians than it is for a lot of the general population who are starting to buy doors themselves because we are already pressed for time. There is an opportunity cost if you have to go deal with, with things. And so that what I'm referring to is direct ownership. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to invest in real estate for doctors, but again, nothing is without risk here. Um, you know, because you can go, you know, wind up in private equity deals that end up costing a lot of money or go under um, because you didn't have enough knowledge um, about the project and enough safeguards or enough cushion for a cash call, all these sorts of things that can come 
out of the woodwork. So um, real estate has been transformative in my life and I'm not, um, you know, putting it down. In fact, I going even further into it later this year, um, which I'm very excited about, um, you know, getting into bigger projects myself because I've kind of reached the limit of what I can manage um, currently the number of doors. So, so I'll step back and I'll, you know, invest in a, under a limited partnership arrangement rather than direct ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I said, just go listen to Yatin's podcast. You can get a sense of why I'm moving into <laughs> the LPs and why I, I don't want, you know, the direct ownership and management of, of units anymore. But, you know, anyhow, but I would say like, it is an incredible opportunity for physicians, especially because we're incorporated. It's mm-hmm. so powerful, right? And for me, my real estate has been transformative because it has a, it has given me enormous peace of mind that I bought enough that I realized that if I hold on to it or keep the equivalent number of doors or the equivalent valuation, that over the you know course of my you know life, that I'll actually probably be okay financially. I mean, I never say never. There's all sorts of things that come our way. Um, but it's just, it all of a sudden became just that bedrock of peace of mind for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it affected, you know, how I practice as in I'm working fewer hours and less stressed about billing. In fact, I don't really stress about billing anymore. Yeah. Um, and, um, and um, just, you know, being able to, to just step back and, and, and not worry like I used to about the future, which is so powerful, mm-hmm. you know. So I would encourage people to look at it. it. There's a lot there and don't, don't go into it blindly and talk to somebody um, and like I said, we're always accessible at Physician Empowerment. Like if you want to, and and my partner Wing has done a lot in real estate, I think around $100 million in deals that he's put together himself. Um, so there's a lot of wisdom here at Physician Empowerment um, yeah. where you can go to in, in the real estate space so that you're not making, mis- so you're not making mistakes that have already been made, right? Like mm-hmm. learn from the collective wisdom out there and learn what not to do. Because there are a lot of physician-specific issues you need to be mindful of. Um, That's probably the wisdom that I would share today. There is so much, obviously, and we're going to be Mm -hmm. talking more about this in the upcoming um, webinar, which I'm really excited about, um, where we'll dive into some of this. Um, But again, I, I, you know, would strongly encourage most physicians to consider real estate Mm -hmm. to be a core asset class that they hold. And there are different ways to hold it. And we're going to be exploring some of that in our Toronto conference as well. Um, And then obviously opportunities at the Toronto conference just to come up and ask us questions one-on-one right and and just reach us that way but I again I would reiterate that I I do consider it to be a a core holding for any financially secure physician yeah absolutely and I I really love what you had to say around um, you know looking at is it does it make sense for you where you live does it make sense for where you are does it make sense for your practice and does it make sense for you because i do find that sometimes when people uh you know certainly i hear this a lot where it's like oh my uncle made a lot of money in real estate so that's what i should do too like i hear this a lot like it's i call it like the water cooler talk yeah like, but did your uncle, you know tell you the story about plunging toilets at three in the morning <laughs> yeah. right if i can be blunt yeah right so these <laughs> kinds of things you know matter and um you know so so think about that right as it as it relates to your practice but again there are many ways for physicians to own real estate absolutely to to really make very strong returns off of real estate um that can be quite transformative in your life here's another piece of wisdom i'll leave and this is kind of across any financial decision i make whether it's investing or you know you know setting up another company or something like that i ask myself does this does this make me sleep better at night 
right? Like not how much does it make? When's, you know, what's the return? What's the risk? But it really comes down to, does this add to my peace of mind? Does this add to my personal happiness? Because if it doesn't, then I don't want it. Someone else can have it, right? Like if you were to hand me a million dollars and say, I have to lay awake worrying about it every night for the next two years. No, thank you. I don't want it. Yeah. The years in our life. And as I come back to this should be the best ones, right? Like if we're not our happiest now, when are we going to be happy? And so your investment decisions should really align with that, that you're picking things, you know, that bring you peace of mind, that you're dealing with people you trust. That is so important as well, yeah. right? Like listen to those inner voices. They are important. It shouldn't just be about numbers in a spreadsheet. I promise you that. So, okay. I, I could keep going on and on. No, um, I love it. I love it because that's, that's, I mean, yeah, you know, and I love it because sometimes people get frustrated with me when I answer the question, like, cause a lot of times with these types of decisions, um, people want what I call double, double advice. Like I call this cause if you go get a coffee, you pull up, you ask for a double, double, they hand you the double, double, you hand them the money, you drive off. The person at the window doesn't ask you whether you should have caffeine, whether you should have sugar, they just, they just say, sure, you've asked me for a double double. You've given me the money. This is what you get. And I always find that sometimes it's tough on people because they come to me with what I say is they're seeking double double advice. And the questions are like, should I invest in real estate? Yes or no. And I'm like, man, there's a lot of That's questions I need to ask question. you. <laughs> like, There's a lot of questions I need to ask yeah. back before I can even come close to answering that question. And I love the, the one you said is like, the best? Like, does it, is it going to help me sleep better at night? Because that's the answer to like, to ask that question before you invest in the market, Anything. Bitcoin, Anything. you know, real estate, uh, what a private equity, uh, you know, insurance alternative policies. insurance policies, anything. anything. Is it going to help me sleep better at night? Because I do meet people who have a lot of money saved up and they are, they're, they're not, they're not sleeping well. And, and I always say to them, like, what is, you know, what are those steps to help you sleep well? And um, I will throw it out there that like one of the things I look at and which is really in tune with what you're saying around, uh, you know, the, the, the peace of mind and the sleeping at night, that one of my favorite quotes is from Nick Murray, who I think is a phenomenal financial uh, uh, author. He's out of the States, but it's universal advice. And he says, someone who is fundamentally fearful of the future will never make a good investor. And so like, that's part of what I look at is like when people, when I meet people, sometimes they are very fearful. And yeah. I'm like, where does this fear coming from? Like, where, is, where is it? Yeah. It, optimism is a key ingredient for any successful yeah. endeavor. I mean, you know, as I sit there thinking, you know, contemplating intubating a patient, you know, I'm not going in there thinking I'm going to screw this up yeah, or it's going to go badly. Like you can't actually visualize an outcome that way. Yeah. Do you have to plan for a worst case scenario without question, double setup, triple setup, whatever right? If it means having extra cash to bail out your real estate deal that you're in, just have it ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But ultimately you have to have a sense of optimism wherever you're going. And I've missed opportunities because I haven't been optimistic enough mm. and it's not blind optimism yep. and it's not, you know, putting your, your head up in the clouds or burying it deep in the sand and thinking there aren't problems. It's believing that fundamentally things are going to come out, right? Um, and you need that in a buy and hold strategy for real estate as well. For Absolutely. those that are, you know, you're going to buy and you're going to hold for a few years and then, you know, turn it over and get something different or whatever. There are going to be ups and downs in those years that you're holding and you just be prepared for it. And when you are prepared for it, then it's okay. Right. And we'll talk about more of that. Yeah. Webinar for sure. I love that. For sure. No, no. I mean, I think 
I love what you've said because it's very much like the, the the overview of foundational sort of like what's the initial approach because if that's not if that's not set up properly then nothing else matters. If like the you mindset said, this isn't there, it's yeah. it's going to struggle. And again, this is what we're talking about in the June conference is how Amazing. to develop that mindset of success. It's it's more than just looking at a spreadsheet and picking picking stocks or or picking properties. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it because I see it more and more. Like when I joined, when I became a financial planner, I thought it was a game of numbers. I thought it was, and I hear financial advisors say this, uh, let the numbers do the talking. And it's like, I can show someone numbers that make sense, but if it doesn't make sense from, certainly from a value standpoint, it's not going to work. And if it doesn't make sense from, you know, is this in line with what I want to create in my life? Like none of it matters. Like the best spreadsheet in the world doesn't mean squat. If it's not, just like you said, if it's not going to help someone sleep better at night, if it's not in line with what they want to do with their life, it's just not going to work. And it's it, the emotional and the um, behavioral side of my industry, um, which has been neglected for a very long time until very recently. There's been a lot of good research on um, behavioral economics and things like that. But um, yeah, it's key. It's so key. It's so key. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Well, we've we've covered a lot of ground, given a good teaser for the um, upcoming uh, Real Estate Investing for Physicians webinar. The conference that you've got coming up sounds phenomenal. Um, certainly, a lot of a lot of uh, good brains in that room, and a lot of wisdom, and a lot of I'm years of experience. Incredibly humbled by who is there. People far yeah. smarter than me. That <laughs> no, that's awesome. Sure. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Any last things that you want to say before we end it off? No, I'm just only that I'm really looking forward to our webinar coming up. Yeah, thank you. No, and, me and too. of course, the conference. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for having joined me on this episode of a Clean Bill of Wealth podcast. I truly appreciate you taking the time to do so. It really warms my heart to see the numbers of people listen to each episode go up. It's just a lot of fun. Feel free to scroll through the other episodes. I've interviewed a lot of really amazing people and just want to get their insights out there to Canadian physicians. If you're left wondering anything about your financial plan, whether you're making the most of your corporation, are you on track for retirement, are there more efficiencies you could be finding? feel free to head on over to galenhelpsdocs.com. That's G-A-L-E-N helpsdocs.com. You can read more about the work I do, uh, my offer of fee-based planning, which is pretty popular among medical professionals where you pay for a plan, you don't have to buy a product. Go over there, click a button, book a free call. We'll have a quick conversation and see if you're a good fit for the fee-based services. All right, thanks so much for joining me. Take care.